Welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations. I'm Joe C. Mandel, the State Public Affairs Officer for the Washington National Guard. And today I'm joined by Sergeant Mike Cummings. He's a crew chief for the UH-60 Blackhawks uh, over there at uh, ASF number one. He's also a full-time tech. Mm-hmm. And he's going to talk about kind of his career in the Guard, his career prior to the Guard, but also working in NASCAR um, as a member of uh, multiple teams um, from kind of what I you, you shared with us. So I appreciate you coming on, Mike. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, Thanks so so real quick intro on yourself. Yeah, so Sergeant Mike Cummings. I, um, as you said, I'm a crew chief over here for the National Guard. I work in the medevac unit, so we do medical evacuations. Um, it's been a really challenging career but ultimately rewarding um it's really one of the best jobs you could have in the military is being a a maintainer of aircraft and an air crew member so i've been lucky to to be able to Mm -hmm. do that for almost 10 years now yeah And, and then uh how'd you learn about the guard yeah the national guard has always been kind of on my radar um Going back to my racing days, uh, the the guard actually sponsored various teams, so the the branding was there. Um, I had a couple of family members that were in the guard back east. Uh, my cousin was a uh, a Black Hawk pilot mm-hmm. in West Virginia, um, and it always kind of in the back of my mind thought that that looks like a really great job. So, yeah. um, but as life goes on and different opportunities arise, um, when we relocated to the West Coast here it was an option so i looked into it and it was actually uh um an open opportunity for me so i jumped on it yeah and you had talked about you were in the marines prior to the yep to your racing days and you looked at the marine corps mm-hmm. uh reserve uh prior yeah so right out of high school um like most service members do they they go into service right after high school so i did that and uh, i actually joined the marine corps wanted a little bit of a challenge so that was kind of the ultimate challenge at that point in my life uh, I did eight years of active duty there as a radar operator and um, after I left active duty um, of course I had the GI Bill and education benefits at that point so my original career path was I was going to be a movie technician mm-hmm. I was going to work in movies and uh, be a, a behind-the-scenes person but um, I got one semester of film school, and my wife got a new job in Charlotte, North Carolina, so we relocated to Charlotte. And as we were driving down to Charlotte, we passed the community college there, and I was like, well, I better look into this because I've started school, so I need to continue. Um, I walked into the lobby, and they had pamphlets for their programs, and it had motorsports management and technology. I grabbed the pamphlet and never looked back. So I used my education benefit to get a degree in motorsports. And part of that degree program is you have to be an intern somewhere in the motorsports industry, whether it's hospitality, marketing, operations, mechanical, anything. Uh, They didn't care as long as you did a semester as an intern. Um, Again, I was lucky enough to being good with my instructors and they had contacts in the industry and there was a team that was looking for personnel just general mechanic nothing serious they just Mm -hmm. needed extra hands so they sent me down there and I shook some hands and um, they allowed me to be an intern which turned into a paid job actually and I got to work 
in the third tier of NASCAR at the truck series at that yeah. point. Uh, probably the, the highlight of that was, I'm going to date myself here, but <laughs> in the year 2000, the truck series made its debut at Daytona International Speedway. It's the second largest track in America, Yeah, Talladega being only uh, the only one bigger. But I got to be on the pit crew at the first truck race at Daytona Speedway. And if you go back on YouTube, you can see one of the worst crashes in NASCAR happened right in front of me um, when Jeffrey Bodine crashed his truck. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it's on YouTube. That's it's kind of scary, but he survived. Everything was fine. Minor injuries, actually, if you... If you see the wreck, you're you're kind of amazed that he actually got out, but it was uh, it was scary to happen right in front of you. But that worked into my favor. I actually went to um, the industry side, and I became a shock absorber technician, where I would build custom shock absorbers for all types of race cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that job actually got me a position on a top level team as a shock specialist and uh, two of their drivers have retired and it was pretty cool that I got to be a small part of that. Yeah. Um, who are the two drivers? Uh, Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer. Yeah. 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 Kevin Harvick, who mm-hmm. uh, he is retiring, retiring this year. This year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Clint Boyer, who I think is on, uh, he's an analyst. Now he's an analyst. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I worked on their cars and won a few races there. It was pretty, pretty exciting time. Yeah. So, so like, uh, like myself, I, I grew up a, a NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I remember being a small child and, uh, my godfather used to run races on the, on the dirt tracks. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into racing? I blame my father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we were little, uh, there was a local dirt track. Uh, we grew up in West Virginia. That's where our family's from and cheap entertainment on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 20 bucks take the whole car load of kids because um, when you're at a racetrack they're surrounded by fences so you can't yeah. get away so we would go to the track eat popcorn watch the races the cars would be loud um, it just turns out that I didn't want to run around the stands I wanted to watch the cars I wanted to learn you know why, why are they going so fast yeah you know, why are they doing what they're doing uh, the comp- once I learned how the competition side worked um, and it's more of a sport than most people think uh, it's it really kind of drew me to that whole you know some people get drawn to soccer some people get drawn to football I was drawn to the sport of racing yeah so it was really exciting yeah it's same thing I, yeah. I was drawn to it as a, as a kid I think I've continued to watch it throughout my my 20s and 30s mm-hmm. and uh, uh, more recently I think I've gotten back into it just because it's a it's kind of growing in popularity again yeah. now but on the west coast versus the east coast mm-hmm. um so I, I think one of my, my big questions is now you kind of explained how you got into it, but did you ever expect to be in NASCAR and, and working in it? I mean, it was always the goal. Um, Motorsports is a big pyramid, you know, the local levels at the bottom mm-hmm. and it gets, you know, just like professional football, um, you know, peewee, you know, high school, college, semi-pro, pro, it kind of goes up to the top and um, getting in that network because my family didn't have a background in it. Um, I was really kind of an outsider in that industry, I guess. So the, the college program got me in the door and hard work and proving yourself is, uh, any industry. 
So yeah. a lot of that, kind of clawing my way and getting to know people, shaking hands, making friends. The biggest thing I can uh, offer to anybody in any industry, network. Yeah, yes, networking is always Make, make friends, be sincere, um, stay in touch with them. Yeah. Uh, I still have friends in the industry. Uh, if you check my socials, I have gone to multiple races because my friends still work at teams and they can get me uh, passes through the team uh, into the pit areas and the garage. It's, uh, it's a little more difficult than sitting in the stands because mm-hmm. it's hard to see the entire event. But to be down there with the mechanics, with the vehicles, uh, it's kind of gives keeps that taste in your mouth for the sport so yeah it's a lot of fun so so kind of thinking back what are some of those coolest moments you had working in racing um coolest moments i guess just having those uh the the car owners and the the people that you see on tv come up and uh, shake your hand for you know the efforts that you put in to help Mm -hmm. out the team uh for success that was always good um that and i had some friends um, send me messages. Hey, we saw your name uh, as part of the team roster at this race. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been working there for six months. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I was on ESPN for all about 15 seconds. <laughs> uh, they were showing one of our, um, the truck team that I worked for at Daytona. Unfortunately, yeah. we're, we weren't a top team, but we were doing the best we could. And uh, I got to be on ESPN for about 15 seconds during pit stops, things like that. So yeah. You know, it's always nice to make the parents proud. So, yeah. So when dad calls you, hey, I saw you on, on, the, <laughs> on the coverage of the race. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Probably the, the highlight of my industry career when I worked for the shock absorber company. Uh, again, I'm going to date myself, but the producers for Talladega Nights came to the company and like, hey, can you guys offer some product? Oh, and, wow. And we'll... we'll We'll actually let you come next because they were filming at Charlotte Speedway. Uh, we'll let you be extras in the background. You can be in the movie. And unfortunately, the president of the company turned them down. Oh, we, we were heartbroken. Um, but the producers came back and they said, look, guys, we really need like some a, a nice set of shocks. We got this one scene where they're going to be visible if if you guys could help us out. And my boss went around the president and said, you know what, here. Mike, build these shocks and make them look good and this, that, and the other. So there's a scene in Talladega Nights where Ricky's coming back and they open the hood of the race car. Yeah. And it shows the big shiny engine. Well, the shock absorbers in that scene were ones that I built. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm Ricky Bobby's shock specialist. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so you moved to the guard in Mm -hmm. in 2006. When did you start full-time over at ASF? Um, Actually... Um, I joined, re-enlisted in the Guard in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Thir- so 2013. They, so they gave me credit for my, my prior service, okay. which made me eligible at my age. So that worked out. And I actually started uh, temp teching there in 2014. Okay. So this next spring will be my 10th year. Yeah, at the facility. And you kind of you made a comment, you know, something you talk about with the younger mechanics. Um, I had asked the question, what's more interesting to work on a uh, a NASCAR race car that goes 190 miles an hour or a helicopter? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you kind of shared what you you tell the younger mechanics. We'd love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So not everyone's a millionaire, and you can't own a, a multi million dollar race team. Uh, these vehicles are expensive, and 
uh, you get the opportunity to work on them. It's really cool. You can say, hey, I worked on that. That was, you know, kind of flashy, kind of, you know, uh, um, being part of that sports team is, is really neat. Um, but once that side of your your career or your life has passed, you don't get to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So having the opportunity to be in the guard and to work on Black Hawk helicopters or Chinook helicopters uh, or Lakotas even, they're multi-million dollar aircraft, highly technical. It's um, you know, one of the staples of the military and you get to say, you know, I repaired that. It's now mission capable. I get to work on that multi-million dollar aircraft. It's, it's kind of a point of pride that you take care of the equipment, uh, you meet the mission, and at the end of the day, uh, your command and your supervisors know that you're capable of doing that. It's kind of a point of pride. Yeah. And given that opportunity in the military, uh, at some point you're going to have to retire. And yeah. It's, it's going to be over, so it's kind of cool to be part of it because it's going to go away at some point. Yeah. And, and there's probably a lot of the same stuff that you would see in a, in a multi-million dollar race car and mm-hmm. a, in a helicopter. I mean, it's yeah. all very expensive parts and, yeah. um, there's probably a lot of crossover there too. Yeah. You'd, you'd be surprised at how much aviation technology is in motorsports. Yeah. Uh, and it's the speed and they need the reliability of the equipment. Um, the quality of the equipment is much higher in aviation. Mm-hmm. So that quality equipment crosses over to uh, something like racing. Yeah. What What would you say to a, a young kid who's sitting there and they're interested in, in fixing cars about, you know, joining the guard mm-hmm. and, and being a helicopter mechanic? Well, there's multiple opportunities. Uh, like I say, we've got three different airframes and it's not just helicopters. Uh, um, you know, all of our vehicles need maintainers, mm-hmm. um, strikers, Humvees, LMTVs. Uh, it all takes maintainers. Um, just to be in a mechanical position uh, will put you ahead of any um, peers that, that go off and backpack Europe for a year <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting in a, a, um, a mechanical position, uh, earning that education benefit, and using that ed- education benefit um, will help out greatly. Yeah. If, if, if moving up towards uh, a motorsports career is something you need, then you're going to need a background, you're going to need an education, uh, and those things are provided day one in the National Guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so besides from probably going to Disney and Universal mm-hmm. Studios a little bit more often, yeah. when you get out of the Guard and, and ultimately retire from the mm-hmm. tech program, I know you talked about wanting to go back into motorsports eventually yeah. in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I still have friends that work in the industry. Um, I've actually been offered a couple of positions, but uh, I do have... Um, the commitment. I, I really want to get to a retirement point from the military. And um, uh, the door is wide open. There's opportunities as a mechanic. There's opportunities as a product developer uh, with my former employer. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do at this point. But like I said, I do have mechanic opportunities. Uh, being on a pit crew is probably out of my realm. I'm, I'm not <laughs> as athletic as I was 25 years ago. But uh, I mean, those guys are professional CrossFitters. It oh yeah, like the, they're they're collegiate athletes that yeah. get recruited into uh, motorsports now. Yeah, uh, there's actually former NFL, uh, NBA, um, Olympic wrestlers that are now NASCAR pit crew members. Yeah, that go over the wall, change tires, fuel the cars, 
uh, make adjustments in less than 15 seconds. Yeah. And they do that repeatedly every race. So. Yeah, which is phenomenal to watch. And it's, yeah. it's very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I just thanks for the opportunity. Uh, it's been uh, uh, quite a an ordeal just to get together, but uh, just to get here today is pretty cool. Um, if there's anyone that wants to learn more about the industry or my career, um, any minutia details, or you know, again network. If yeah. there's if there's an opportunity that you think you would like to pursue, uh, I might know a few people. So um, that's always always the best thing to have is a good network yeah well no, I, we appreciate you coming on mm-hmm. if you're interested in learning more uh, about the education benefits and how you might be able to use them to get into auto mechanics or auto sports even uh, we can definitely put the information in the notes if you like the video give it a like and make sure to subscribe for future videos mike we appreciate you coming out thank you sir i appreciate it